Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, yo. Sweet jaw. What's his thing? He's, he's got an incorruptible jaw or something? They got the relics of tongue. his jaw, right? Oh, his tongue. Tongue. Ah, okay. Silver tongue. Dude, I'm messing with these headphones and everything. You got your own gear. I want to wear my hat. You just you you can't make up a nickname for yourself. I figured this out. I got a new hat. Well, it's an Asheville hat. It looks cool. Are we ready to start this Catholic stuff podcast? Catholic stuff you should know. Father Nathan, and this is Father Mike. Welcome to Catholic stuff you should know. Father Mike is looking for a new nickname. No, I'm not looking for one. He's picked one up. Pointed it. He pointed himself one. It is a it is a good nickname. So I saw a hat in Asheville, and it has a bear cub on it. It has a bear cub. And then it says the word cub. Cub. And people have been asking me to tell them the story. Well, not everything has a story. I don't know. My shorts don't have a story. And the hat doesn't have a story. I thought it was cool. It was like a bear cub. Right. You're making a statement with that cub hat. Well, yeah, I mean, people are asking, me, oh, are you a fan of Chicago? And I'm like, well, I thought it was, nah, I actually just, thought it was uh, I Cub like Scouts. the backwoods. Yeah. It was Cub Scouts. You know, I think maybe I only made it to Cub. Weebelos? No, here's the thing about the Weebelo. We were talking about this. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. he needs one next to his Cardinal. Uh, that's not a Boy Scout thing. There was an eagle, but he I, didn't make that. I was not in Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah. I would grab I would grab kids by the boondoggle on uh, picture day <laughs> I don't and know choke them. They have to wear that, that the, they have oh, to the wear scarf? that little handkerchief oh, and yeah. then if you pulled on it it would kind of cinch up. And there's a little loop that you And it's called there? a boondoggle. Since when? I think it was called a boondoggle. I never heard of the boondoggle. <laughs> so you that got was the, my, you I got was the just in the hat. south. This there's a place called Bojangles, chicken and biscuits. Ooh. There was tons of oh, okay, so I'm training for this half marathon again, you know. Yep. And I don't uh, know what exactly a half marathon is, but you know, you know what it feels like. Nope. Okay, so I'm training for this long race, and I have just come off a wedding week Ooh, for, yeah. for my brother's wedding, yep. and it was in the south, and we're eating fried pickles. Who fries a pickle? I mean, oh, we do that. They were tasty. Yep. Um, South Carolina, like, uh, no, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Carolina for Carolina slaw. pit barbecue. Yeah, with a coleslaw on top. Yep. And then you actually serve it with a kind of like mustardy, vinegary uh, barbecue sauce, right? So I couldn't figure, yeah, I couldn't figure this one out. They said it's different than the Texas barbecue. Yep. Because it's just rub or it's, is it the opposite? Like this is real saucy and the other place just does rub. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I thought that was the distinction. Well, I know St. Louis and Kansas City have rubs, but maybe Carolina's got a Carolina rub. Oh. So then you you just... Oh, and there's like a different base for the mm. sauce. Yeah, which is vinegar-based. Oh, okay. Super good. Oh, everything was tasty. I was just like, feast for friends, man. The so you came off wedding week, and now you got to run 13.1. And Right, now, so I'm... Kilometers. I'm working everything off. 13.1 kilometers, 13.1 miles. 13.1 miles. 13.1 yeah. miles. I think it's like 22K, something like that. Anyway, 22K. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure why I was talking about that. I was talking about the bear cub. You said you just came off wedding week, and now you're feeling a little... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
You're full of barbecue and sweating well, out. I'm trying to get back sweating into, out I'm, fried pickles. I'll, so I was I was meaning to ask for the prayers of all of the listeners that I would survive this run because I could die or puke. And I went running. I mean, this is the first time at elevation, and it's awful. Yeah, I forgot about that. Running anyway. Why am I talking to you about running? running? Is horrible. Like, I, there's people out there who like talk, like hearing me talk about running, but. The closest I've ever come to running, well, I've come close to running, but... I've seen you play basketball. One of my favorite, if you read The Oatmeal, have you ever read The Oatmeal? That Quaker Oats guy with the hat? No, there's a comic (laughs) called The Oatmeal, and this is, um, he writes a comic on uh, the blurch and why I run. And I don't know that word. And I, I was crying, I was laughing so hard reading it. Ooh, I so gotta find this. you pretty much run just to eat. Like these people, these people run just so they can eat more because inside they actually are just fat kids and they just want to eat a lot, but they run so that they can keep eating. That sounds familiar. Yep. You remember Fat Mikey. Well, You've seen pictures. Yeah, people talk about Fat Mike. I've never known Fat Mike, but like nobody talks about Fat Nathan it's, or Skinny Nathan, <laughs> I should say. Oh, I remember Skinny Nathan. When? I've seen great pictures. The, Seminary, yeah, a long you were. time ago. But actually, Seminary, you were. Actually, back in the day, whenever uh, Michael Yoey, I don't know if he's around. That up. Anybody who knows Michael Yoey, um, I used to run and play tennis and uh, swim with him. Nice. And that was the summer that I ate everything in sight. Everything. I remember eating two roast beef sandwiches in one sitting. And being angry that I'd eaten all of the roast beef <laughs> and there's nothing because left. there's nothing more to eat. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's, yeah, that's the skinny fat kid. <laughs> I lost I lost twenty pounds that summer. Nice. That was my growth spurt year. I was a late bloomer. Oh, I maybe I was mentioning I got shin splint right now. Mm. And Kelsey told me tonight we played bingo. Um, shout out to the to the vets. To the VFW. We play at the VFW, and it's great atmosphere, man. It's like an old bar. Yep. You know, dartboards. Yeah, there's popcorn for free. There's cheap beers. Bingo daubers. There's no fancy craft beers and hipsters. Yeah. Well, there might be hipsters. Yeah, you're wearing a cub hat. Oh, shut up, man. That's, like, that's, my, that's my nickname, dude. I'm going to call you CB. Cub bear. So I'm going by, I'm, this summer I'm going by cub, bear cub, bear, or grizz. <laughs> he hasn't agreed to call me that stuff yet. Yeah. You, I tried to, did I tell you about that? I tried to create my own nickname in seminary. Yeah. I've what, never tried what that. Was I'm it? trying it this summer. You remember what it was? It was like lightning or swift dog or something. Old Hickory. <laughs> old Hickory. Yeah, that's right. I said my name's Nathan, but you can call me Old Hickory. <laughs> old Hickory. Because uh, Scott that sounds Co- like syrup. Scott Collier did it at um, at Steubenville. Maybe you taught me this thing about naming yourself. Scott Collier, what a stud! Shout out to him. He's still uh, fighting cancer, and I don't know uh, what round we're in, but. Who is it? It's catfish. That, that's no surprise. Is it catfish? Yes, catfish. Oh you, man, you don't have a parish, so you can hang out with with people who are sick. It's great. 
I love catfish, man. I came. I, I went to a party at one of these focus houses, uh-huh. and I was never cool. All right, was so, it my house? Probably. Yeah. Back in the day, over by DU, yep, I go that over was to this my house. thing, and I was totally blown off. Except there was one dude who asked me if I liked his painting, and he had just come back from a Bob Ross class, and he was on the porch painting a picture, hmm. and it was catfish, and we hit it off. He, he's catfish my, paints my buddy. doors. And they actually look pretty cool. Yeah? Yeah, it's kind of kind of art. Yeah, that's an art. Plus, if he dies young, they'll be worth a lot. Don't wait, isn't aren't, isn't that Byzantine icons? Don't they have doors? Maybe you could paint you one. Paint on the doors, on the, on the royal doors. Yes. Yeah. Catfish. All right. Beep. That's my uh, imaginary timer for banter because J- Father John's not here. So, like, oh, yeah, dude. I gotta, I gotta keep it, keep yeah, it. Yeah. So, you guys kind of took the Father John away from me. And what? then you've been, you've been recording down here. And out in Rome, I got all excited. I was like, I'm not gonna let them take away this show from me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find my buddies over here. There's some very interesting dudes in that house. And I said, we can talk about a lot of things. You know, oh, we could you, talk about. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about canon law. We can no. We could geek out on popular figures who are influencing culture right now, like Slavoj Zizek, or and, Father Michael Schmitz, and Father Mike Schmitz, um, Donald Trump. But none of them wanted a podcast, or you just no, didn't the, do I, it. You no, know, I got all excited about it. I set it all up in my head, and then uh, it turns out. Father John has the computer. the computer with the garage band and everything. And I don't know how to set anything up. See, I think you should have just recorded on your iPhone. Well, yeah, there's like all this stuff. But I remember those back in the day, we would record and lose it. Record yep, yep, and mess it up, yep. whatever it was. So I don't know. I, now I'm here at this very fancy studio, by the mm, way. We I've, have I'm, artwork. I'm recording on some sort of robot. I don't know... <laughs> Aren't there a bunch of like movies that have these as like viruses? Don't they look like robot viruses? Like those little legs that What is that? What am I thinking of? No, you guys suck. You don't watch movies. Tripods? Either I do know. I. I don't know why. I, I know, know what you I mean, yeah, but I don't know what movie that's from. I'm going to get in trouble for I want new to go nickname. see Bear Cub, dude. It's just Bear Cub. CR. <laughs> Crowbot. I'm going to call you Crowbot. So what about bingo, man? Why don't you win? We, I think we didn't buy as many cards. Remember last time? We were, we were playing a lot of cards. It's all luck of the draw, man. Luck of the draw. You just have good night, bad night. We won, we won three times last time. You won, I won, and then I think Rose won or Marsha won. Kelsey won. Kelsey won. That's what it was. Yeah. And this time, not a single winner at our table. I know that was that was rough, but you have nights like that. We had fun. We ate some Chick fil A. Oh, or I good. should say I did. No, I had some of those nugs. Yeah. I'm training, dude. I'm training. I know, but the rap family are not a sweet crowd, but a savory crowd. So uh-huh. I bought extra fries and extra grilled nuggets and nobody wanted them. Isaac ate some of those. Isaac's not really a rap. Oh, how dare you? He's in, dude. He's in, but he's, you know, he's an unknown quantity. Yeah, he's got another I sh- name. I was going to get you all peach shakes. No, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. No, not going to happen. All right, what's that little buzz? That's the uh, sound of the... That's the timer for the banter. Yeah, kind of like the, 
the what you call it the machine only has so much juice, and then all of a sudden it's like I'm going to start slowing everything down. So, all right, what about that? Uh, the loon doesn't show up anymore. No, seriously, this is giving me feedback. All right. Okay. So you want to get into a topic, dude? You ready for this? We're going to talk about what is the most important Catholic stuff you should know. The most important. Oh yes, somebody knew it. Darn it! Quiz show, quiz show. Father Michael O'Loughlin. Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay, that is the correct answer. Yeah. Well, the Jesus part. Okay. So you got to know this guy. Okay, so this guy lives 2,000 years ago, and in Jesus. my world, yeah, Jesus. Uh-huh. So uh, there's, a, there's this historical Jesus debate, and I wanted to talk a little oh, bit about this. Oh, man. What? Borg. The Borg. <laughs> what isn't is that it? That, isn't that that guy? Boring? The Borg. B-O-R-G. The Borg? Isn't there like, like, a like a theologian historic- called Borg that did the historical Jesus? The Jesus seminar. Oh, Maybe not. There's like a Shane Borg, Borg, Berg. I don't know. I'm getting this like echo in the. It, I told you Can when I it starts beeping, when it starts beeping like that, we're screwed. All right. So. Ugh. All right. Crotch robot. <laughs> Stop! Don't. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the most famous historical name right Jesus now is N.T. Wright. No, with the historical Jesus stuff. E.P. Sanders was a big one. Okay. James Dunn. No, you don't know? No. Borg? <laughs> okay. You don't have to know the names. <laughs> I don't know if he's sneezing or yawning. Sorry. Both. Okay, Historical Jesus. No. I did not know that N.T. Wright you. was a central figure in that. I thought he was a later figure in it. Well, yeah. He, he came in a little bit later. But Okay. Um. Okay, so I don't really want to go into like all of the modern scholarship on historical Jesus. Okay, good. But I want to like present the question that they're asking, and then um, kind of throw out an idea about how um, how to respond to it. Okay. Know? But th- this isn't like definitive, and this isn't like even the best theory. You you need to go out and do a lot of research over the last twenty years of. Uh, of his historical Jesus research, right? Okay, so basically... What's the, the question, main question of the historical Jesus debate? Yeah, so the main question is, we have reports about this religious figure, Jesus, that come from his followers, but how much do we know about the figure himself before his sort of legend becomes elaborated by the people who follow him, right? So if you look, take, for example, uh, Mohammed or Joseph Smith, after their death, or even during their lifetimes, they had followers who were, like, kind of turning them into legends in their own time. And they were sort of... Hagiography, if you will. Yeah, well, hagiography, right. Right. Kind of. Well, pseudo hagiography. I don't want to say hagiography because sometimes that's like respectable, uh, like our understanding of the saints, right? Yeah. And it can deal with real facts and miracles and sure. stuff. Sure. And it's kind of particular. You pick and choose what you want to point out about people and what you want to remember. And that's kind of hagiography. Okay. But this is like there was a strong critique from historians that um, because things weren't written down, 
um, or they were written, yeah, it, because they were written down by biased parties, that is, his followers, you can't really sort through that layer of history to get to the real guy. Or can we? They just pose the question. And then there's all kinds, of, a whole spectrum of attitudes about whether or not you can access the real Jesus, right? And so there's different theories and models of how you could get to who is this real guy or like what did he present and then what is elaborated on top of his story, right? Um, so then you end up narrowing it down to like 13 phrases. Yeah, I've seen some this before where it's that. like, these are the only phrases that we can actually believe Jesus said. Right. So, like at the turn uh, between, like at the beginning of the 1900s, a lot of the skeptical historians, or kind of the the history that was in vogue um, in liberal Protestant theology, which was the majority of the modern scholars who were doing this kind of histor- historical Jesus research, they were sort of reducing Jesus to a nice guy who had wisdom sayings, yes. told some parables, right. had some good lessons for life. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't really explain, why did anybody kill the nice guy who tells nice stories? Right? Nobody killed Buddha. Nobody goes after like the neighborhood coffee shop guy who kind of pretends at wisdom or something, or even if he has wisdom. you know, Maybe Socrates was killed, so you might want to go after that guy, but... It didn't really explain enough. So then others come along and say, well, Jesus was this apocalyptic prophet. So he thought the end of time is coming or the end of an age is coming. The end of oppression of Israel is coming. And God is going to intervene in time and do something great. But he needs somebody to sort of um, present a catalyst, you know, do something that calls God into action. Now is the time. Now you have to do it. Some Jews thought this was like a messianic figure. Um, others were just thinking God is going to intervene sometime, and we got to kind of provoke that, right? Okay, so that was one theory. Jesus is, is this kind of provocative prophet, and you have a little more reason to kill him because a lot of people might follow him and sort of get confused about that or there might be a power struggle between local leaders and this new revolutionary. Okay, there's another theory. Um, I just I, I want to talk about the name of Jesus and how Jesus, from his own name, might have had a sense of who he is and what his mission would be. Okay, so what does Jesus mean? Yeshua. Yeshua. Good. Right. That's, that would have been his name in Aramaic, in his yes. mother tongue. What does it mean? God saves. Yes. Or Yahweh saves. Adonai saves. Yes. Right? But we, sometimes we respect the name of God. Yeah. Tetragrammatron. <laughs> Attaboy. Tetragrammatron. 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 <laughs> it's like that. All right. Ro- so robot God mark. saves. Okay. So Jesus' name, God saved. What is... Okay. That's Yeshua in Aramaic. What is this in um, Greek? What? This is kind of quiz God show. saves? No, no, no. What is, it? what is the name? Same name. Yeshua. What does it show up in the Greek New Testament? Jesus. Okay, Jesus. Yeah. That name is both 
Yeshua, it's the same Greek name in the Septuagint for Yeshua and Joshua. Okay. Yeah, that's why I said Yeshua. Yeah. So right. Yeshua and Joshua. So I think it's possible Jesus taught a, a lot from the Old Testament scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures. Okay. And he self-identified with Israel in the uh, Hebrew scriptures. And then also some particular figures, you know, the son of David. Oh my gosh, Moses. this is happening right now. Are you serious right now? Talk about disruptive. <laughs> Father Michael O'Loughlin. Father Michael just pulled out, is pulled out, his pulled out some hedge clippers and he's going to town on his toes. This is like. <laughs> this is. He, he had to bring out like a, a gas powered machine. Exactly. What is going on? Just ignore the... How did you... If I get hit by one of those clippings, I swear to you. How did you decide to park yourself right in front of us? You're doing chores? Just doing some male grooming. Yeah, I guess. All right, so go on, Mike. Father Mike. You You know what's stranger? It's in the dark. He's clipping himself in the dark. You are strange. <laughs> Eastern. Wednesday this evening. Is an, this is an Eastern Ladies and gentlemen, these, this is the typical celibate Wednesday evening. Oh, man. Bingo. What is happening? I leave for a some, few years. Some random meanderings with gra- equipment we don't understand. I'm and talking about the name male of Male grooming. Male grooming. All right. So we're gone. We're gone. Oh, All right. Man. So wait. You were talking about <laughs> the Greek. Same with Joshua. Okay. Jesus understood, taught from the Hebrew scriptures. So he taught from the Hebrew scriptures. Uh-huh. So he might have derived some of the sense of his own mission, I think, from uh, people with the same name and the same, or a related mission in the Hebrew scriptures. Yeah. Naming an identity. John Paul Mitchell. Check it out. Oh, that's right. That was his. It's one of the best, it's one of the best theses? theses that I've read from philosophy. Yeah, names mean a whole lot. I mean, I'm I'm Michael and Lawrence, and I have identified Lawrence. with these two um, saints. Or one's an archangel, and the other one is a deacon and martyr. No, yeah. And I've what does Lawrence mean? That I don't know. Really, you haven't looked that up yet? No. Huh? You got to get to it. I mean, you know what Michael means, so I do know what Michael means. So yeah. you want to hear something funny? They're not going to like this, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, John Hewley, John and Aaron Hewley, they named their son. They named their son, and uh, they have an old family name, uh, which is uh, Otto, O-T-T-O. Oh, I know know where this is going. And his his middle name is Andrew, Otto Andrew, okay? So I looked up. I looked up what auto means. And do you know what it means in the German roots? No. Manly. Oh, yeah. And Andrew and means? Manly. Manly. His name is Manly Manstar. Man, <laughs> manly Man. Which he will be. Manly Man. He will be a beast. If he comes from the line of Hewleys, he will be in the line of linebackers. So. Man among men. Yes. Auto Man Andrew. Manly. Auto Andrew. Yep. That's so, a yeah, good name. Figure out what. Figure out. Did what, they know that though? Did they plan they that? They might have planned that. They didn't know what auto meant. All right. 
I oh no, they're gonna they name knew, they knew what uh, they knew what Otto meant, but they didn't know what Andrew meant. They're like. gonna name their next two boys with other manly names. Yeah, it's gotta from be other languages like Thor, <laughs> Thor He Man, Thor <laughs> <No>. Robot. <laughs> Anyways, Bear so Cub. Jesus had a name that meant he <laughs> saves, and he yeah. said that might be my mission. Yeah. Okay. No, he, my mission might be related to the great Joshuas of old. Yeah. Okay. So everybody is, wants to live up to their to their. To who's their the name. first Joshua? There's there's two great Joshuas of old in what? the Hebrew scriptures. Yeah. Really? Who's the first one? You probably get the first. I one. think the first Joshua would be uh, the Joshua from the Promised Land that yeah. we're reading about in the Office of Readings right now, which is amazing. So Moses leads the people out of Egypt, yep. out of slavery. But he strikes the rock twice, and God's like, sorry, dude, you're out. You're stuck. You're going to be stuck on the mountain looking at the promised land, but you're never going to get there. But he dies, so he gets to see it from another side. And Joshua comes along. Joshua, yep. Successor of Moses to lead the people into the promised land. And he land. had been in the promised land before. That's interesting. He came hmm. from the promised land back over to exile to lead the people back to the promised land. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Jizu Bosatsu. <laughs> Joshua. Yeah. Exactly. He comes, into the, he comes into the promised land. He conquers in the promised land. He settles the people in the, in, in the promised land. But he's one of the spies. He's one of the spies that first sees the promised land, and then he goes back to the people to say, dude, we got to go. Like, they got, you know, pinball machines and, like, slushies, and they're like, no way, it's going to be difficult. And he's like, you're a bunch of losers. And then, So he was one of the, was he one of the guys that went in and yeah. they say, they're all giants? Yeah, and they're Joshua all... and Caleb. Oh. Joshua and Caleb. So that's why I think it's interesting. If Jesus has the mission of Joshua, Jesus comes from the promised land, heaven, to go to the people in exile, in, um, in like, you know, fighting... To, along the way in the desert to lead the people back into the promised land. Oh, yeah. But he's a type. He's not the, you know, obviously Joshua didn't begin in the promised land like Jesus did, but you get the idea. Yeah. All right, so now I'm thinking of the second one. Are you giving him his toe clippings? What is this? Oh, no. Yeah, okay, so Lawrence, oh. I'm getting our, from our... Lawrence. I, what's our info guy? I looked up like three or four. Is telling me that Lawrence means laurel crowned. Crowned with, what? So that's yeah, like the victory. the the leaf yeah, crown. Yeah, victor. In I like that. That's what Olympic you'll be games? after your after your Estes Park. Oh yeah, Saturday. Okay. All right. I'm gonna so make second second Joshua. Okay, so first Joshua comes along to finish what was started to uh, for this great redemptive moment of Israel's history. I gotta guess. So what is the second biggest moment, both crisis and triumph, of salvation history for the, Hebrew pe- for the Israelite people? Doodle-loop. Quit you. This is a guess. Okay. The Maccabees. Ooh. You're jumping ahead. All right. What are the great moments of trials for the people of Israel? So you got... Well, exile... That's it. Babylonian exile. 
Babylonian exile, but I'm trying to remember who's the Josh Joshua then. Oh, come on, Bible guy. Yeah. Josh. Joshua Tree. You too. Now you have Joshua the great warrior who conquers Jericho and brings the people in. Now the next one is upon the return to the Holy Land. Again, they're coming back to the Holy Land. The return. They're going to establish the people in the Holy Land after exile, leading them back into the, uh, really, the paradise that they're, that's meant for them, right? Right, but it's not what they once thought it would be. True. Um, so it's a type, you know, it's preparing for a, a greater leader. But this Joshua is the high priest that brings them back and refounds the temple. His so name you was have Joshua? You have Zerubbabel, the governor, yeah, uh-huh. and Joshua, the high priest. Oh, man. So yep. this is Ezra, Nehemiah, yeah. and then there's mention in Zechariah. Okay, I'm going to do a podcast on this once, like in a future date. Yeah. This is what I think I'm going to do. I am going to find out all of the scriptures that we don't read in the daily mass cycle. Oh. And for a whole year, I'm going to make all of my people read everything that's not in there. Oh, it's super important. This stuff is like because we get really like cool. we get like a nibble of Ezra and Nehemiah. I guess it's, it's true. I forget the statistics. I've I've read stuff that's like, you know, in a year or in three years, you, you end up reading this percentage of the Bible. I thought it was somewhere around sixty percent. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, it's strong, but like you're not getting like the middle chapters of yeah. Jeremiah or Nehemiah or Job well, and Ezra or, and Nehemiah has. A lot there, you know, theologically. So Joshua was the high priest then. Joshua was the high priest that led the people back into the Holy Land and refounded the temple, reconsecrated the temple, received this heavenly revesting in uh, a vision of the prophet Zechariah. Uh It's profound. It's really cool. Uh, I'll give you some references. Here we go. Zechariah 4 has a reference to seven lampstands in heaven and two olive trees that end up in huh. Revelation 11. Right. Even though we don't really know... Um, the se- Well, the seven lampstands is related to the menorah and then related to the early church in Revelation and mm-hmm. in the first chapter, right? And the two olive trees are very debated. They're called two witnesses in heaven in the book of Revelation. But we don't know who they are. Do you have any speculation? Of the two olive trees? Two olive trees. Man. The two witnesses of God, the two great witnesses. Probably Moses and... Yeah, that's a good one. What? That's a good one. Moses and Elijah. So good theories have been, for individuals, have been Moses and Elijah. Thank you. Have been Peter and Paul. Mary and John okay, the Baptist. Uh, you were clipping your toenails saying, I'm not part <laughs> yeah, of this yeah. podcast. Father Michael and now Lawson all of a sudden when back. we're on quiz show, you're a part of the podcast. <laughs> you also have theories of the olive trees being corporate entities like Israel and the church mm-hmm. or Jews and Gentiles okay. are the great witnesses to God in heaven mm-hmm. or conceptual stuff like Old Testament and New Testament, law and prophets or mercy and grace. When you get into those sort of olive moralizing 
allegorical hmm. uh, fathers of the church. Okay, so I, I mean, my point is just my guess is going to be being in time. Yeah. Ooh, Greek. What is that? Heidegger. Yeah. Uh, wow. Look yeah, at you. Heidegger. Yeah. Oh, bringing in the yeah, Heidegger. Das ist der Hammer. Okay, so I think it's interesting that Jesus receiving this name from the angels or from heaven. God saves. Do you think Mary was going to name him like Trapper or something? Like she was Bear just cab, like, I don't dude. know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'll name him. Maybe I'll name him like Hunter. You know, Trapper. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce Pillsbury. <laughs> Brady. <laughs> Brady. <laughs> oh boy, that reminds me. I won the uh, long drive. This year at the, oh, at the golf tournament. Thanks for bringing that up. The Priest Appreciation right. Golf Tournament. And I stole the title this year from the previous owner. True. Nathan Goebel. Yep. Yes. It was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good drive. That was uphill, well, thank too. thank you. I know. I won a prize from it. Yeah. <laughs> Yours was good, too. I was there. All right. So Jesus, Jesus can look at his scriptures, and recognize that the other two Joshua's, this Yeshua, these other Jesuses, um, were the great warrior who brought the people into the promised land, Mm. saved them in a way that Moses had started, and he finishes, right? Right. Then you have the other great Joshua who leads the people back into the promised land, and rebuilds the temple, refounds the religion, brings the people back into union with God that was broken and that they were longing for in exile, right? So Jesus comes along, and even as a child, uh, this angel comes to Mary in uh, Matthew's gospel. He says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Huh? So he knows that his role is to save the people, and he's got to be a warrior, and he's got to be a priest, he's got to be a holy man, and he's got to kind of figure out, like, what is God's will in line, in continuity with this story that he's entered into that's already paved the way for his life, you know? Now, I don't want to contradict, like, Thomistic theology that says he's got the beatific vision, he knows everything already, but I do think from the perspective of the skeptical historian, mm-hmm. uh, we can say Jesus wasn't like blank slate coming along and then happened to say, ooh, maybe I should do some great atoning sacrifice or something. Like, yeah. He's living in continuity with this great he's living at scripture. home till he's 30, trying to figure out, what am I doing with my what life? What am I doing, man? You know? I just keep wakeboarding on that lake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these drinking guys, mead. These guys are all working and they're rolling their eyes. That's right. You got a sweet life, you know. My mom makes some hummus. Oh man, I want to try some of that in heaven. Remember that, Mary. Mary's hummus. <laughs> I do love that stuff. And the dates and the shawarma. I don't know. Chicken if shawarma. Yeah. I don't know if that's Middle Eastern. All right, that's all I got to Can say. I tell you an embarrassing... The name of Jesus. Oh, I like that. That's the it. The history of salvation. Oh. Well, I think I I would agree that you got to you got to be careful just 
with Jesus had a pretty good idea of who he was, even if he it wasn't like his mom had to be like, when you're when you're twelve, I'm gonna sit you down and we need to have a little chat and be like, yeah, when you were young, there was this crazy vision I had of an angel, and I made you this tape and listen to it, and you're actually the Star Boy, Star Lord, whatever. That was a reference to Gardens of the Galaxy. A- Anyways. Um, yeah, it's like she she didn't have to be like your your dad and I both had visions of angels and you're actually going to be the savior of the world. So no, well, I'm with you. So I just think when you you know you're dealing with somebody who's skeptical about all this stuff. Right. And they want to say it's all legends, you know, he was just a nice guy. Why would you claim to be anything epic or something like that? Even if you knew yourself to be really connected to God, the son of God, you know, all this stuff. Like, it's got to make sense within the historical context for other people to understand, right? Yeah. And this might even, maybe this is just a way to say that other people could recognize the truth of who he was. Here's Here's a question for you. Do you think there were other people named Jesus at the time of Jesus? Like, Like, you have two Jameses in the Apostles, you have two Judases. Yeah. Do you think there was anybody else named Jesus at the time? Yeah, there were a lot. And the two, yeah. I guess, major ones that we know, Jesus um, Barabbas, he was a Jesus. And you also have Jesus Ben Ananias, who was a, well, they call him a messianic pretender, but it was like a kind of a, a self-proclaimed prophet who ran around during the lead-up to the Great Jewish War, just around 66 AD, and he was prophesying about the destruction of Jerusalem. Um, there were a number of Jesuses. Were you saying that Barabbas's name was Jesus? Jesus Barabbas. Really? I don't know where I got that. It's in my head. Interesting. Yeah. But he was kind of like a which mess- is, messianic which, pretender well, as well. It's, but it's... His name means Barabbas, yeah, which son means of the father. son of the father, yeah, and which he, is fascinating. And he had a particular solution to saving the people, right? A revolutionary, yeah. He, you, a violent revolution that sets people free. He's a Che Guevara, no, Che Guevara, <laughs> yeah. yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's a yeah, Marxist kind of, kind of solution. Yeah, true. Yeah, and it didn't work. Didn't well, work. Yeah, and it doesn't work. We've seen it a million times in history. We didn't see Jesus' thing. Our Jesus is the Nazarene. Yeah, so Jesus, based on the historical Jesus, like based solely from their perspective, you're, you're positing that Jesus, the Nazarene, would have had a, some information about his vocation based solely on his name. Yeah, or some uh, among, semblance of his among other of things. his role. So if you get into j- historical Jesus research, you're going to see lots of reasons why Jesus uh, would have understood himself as a messianic figure, son of God, um, sort of called to a mission in Jerusalem and in Galilee. Um, doing the kind of actions he was doing, exorcisms, miracles, prophesying, speaking about the kingdom of God. 
there are all kinds of factors that historically led up to this being the right moment, you know, for the incarnation and for somebody to come along. But I just wanted to throw this into the mix because I was thinking about the name of Jesus and that connection with the two great Joshuas. And I figured it was kind of a way to, you know, like connect people with the Old Testament scriptures and to invite them to read them more, you know, like you're saying. Great. I concur. Bingo. I like that stuff. Nice job, Bible man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Cub bear. Quiz show. There was a little bit of a quiz show again. Uh, other than Catholic stuff, you should know where, where do we find information about Barabbas being Jesus? Well, don't ask that yet. <laughs> I'm going to follow up on this Jesus Barabbas. <laughs> I mean, I, I seem to remember it, but I also seem to be like, eh, that would be kind of odd. Well, I'm not sure why. It's I remember not, Bar Jesus. I don't think it's in... I don't think it's in the scripture, so it must be in Josephus, so I got to go looking for it. You know, sometimes we confuse Josephus. I know. know. Right? Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well done. Welcome back. It's good to have you. It's great to be back. It's good to see you guys. Father John uh, made up a whole schedule of people that were to podcast in his absence, and uh, I was like... I don't know when I'm supposed to be podcasting next, and then it was like I don't take be, orders. You're supposed to be podcasting. <laughs> you're supposed to be podcasting with um, uh, with Father Mike, and I was like, great. And Father Mike's out of town for like the next six days. Whoops. So, but it was great. Nice job. Well, I don't I don't get the uh, technology thing. So he says, just subscribe to the calendar. And I don't know how. Yeah. You know, he's a he's it's a tech, not that easy. He's a technocrat. You don't just say. Subscribe to my calendar. He's a technocrat. I can't just say, yes, I subscribe. (laughs) You have to push buttons and stuff. Right. It's fine. It was a a decent solution, and we we have now fulfilled all righteousness, and we have recorded a podcast. On to the shout-outs. All right, I have a shout-out written on an offertory envelope with no money in it. Hint, hint. Um, (laughs) So uh, they gave me this... They gave me this... So I think it was their parents. How much parents. is that worth? I'm uh, it says, "Longtime listeners, shout out Janelle and David Osborne. Janelle and David Osborne, they were honeymooning in Greece. Honeymooning in Greece, not listening to the podcast, if you know what I mean, and doing mission work. Whoa. So to Janelle and David Osborne, longtime listeners, whoever, I think it was your mom, uh, wrote on an offertory envelope at my parish, you got to give you guys a shout out, so... Congrats. Happy, right on. happy wife, happy life. Yeah, Enjoy congratulations life. on the wedding. To Isaac and Rose. Oh, congratulations. yeah. Congratulations. To Andrew and Marion. Oh, yeah. To my Aunt Linda, who says that she uh, she listens to the podcast. She's a good Lutheran out there in Minneapolis. Lutheran. The Lutherans. From the Lutheran side of my family. Nice. Uh, I got a shout out to Wendy Hone and her family. What? I saw her at uh, St. Thomas More. She's not Hone anymore, but... I know. Well, what is oh, it? it? Wendy... It's an interesting last name. Uh-oh. Wendy Purdy or something? Wendy... Wendy. you got to get back to us. Wendy Riddle? Wendy... Wendy Curley. Is it? Right? I don't know. That sounds like uh, our friend in Montana. Okay. Is it? We think oh, it's Wendy gosh, Curley. So good. But I think that could be describing her hair. Shout out to Joe Hersick on his birthday. Joe Hersick, happy birthday. Today's the 13th. 
checking my calendar. Shout out to PJ and Ashley from Hidden Lake. My sister just went back and uh, visited her old stomping grounds. Father Michael Zaniolo at Chicago O'Hare Airport. When I was flying through, I went to a daily mass. and Yeah, at the chapel there? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It was great. It was this little community of faithful Catholics who... Who showed up like me for a midday daily mass? Right, I've given that guy a donation before because I'm like the fact that there's the Blessed Sacrament in O'Hare Airport, I think is a is a great, a great gift. It was awesome, and the Catholics I met there were really cool. And it's right next. I mean, you go from there, you leave Mass, and you walk right out onto Ben and Jerry's. So it's like this is amazing. Oh, I think Can I had to just... rush to my plane. Oh, you wouldn't like it anyways. It's it's called ice cream. Don't they have? Savories there too. At ben salt Jerry's? cream. No. Mmm. Mmm. All right, folks. We're we're getting ready to to dip down. We had a late night of bingo, and uh, we are just warming up. So welcome to summer, people. Welcome to late night Catholic God stuff. God bless you. Have a good night, folks. Uh, last thing. Last thing. Could okay. Be. So just a reminder. We're grateful for all the donations we receive. Okay, just so you know, we're grateful for all the donations we receive. But the donations have to be sent to the J10 initiative. We're getting ones to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, which is awesome. But um, First Bank is not exactly on board with us just being oh, we like... we can't cash those. Yeah, I tried. Uh, and like I look like a Mexican drug lord because I'm like... I've got Andrea who's like really doing everything, but then I just pull out money. And then, you know, they're the like, who are you? Breaking Bad thing. They had like a car wash that they wandered right. all the money through. <laughs> yeah. You didn't hear that, homeschool kids. <laughs> so J10, it has to be J period 10 initiative. Again, we are, we have a lot of generous donors right now, which means that we're probably going to be coming out with some merch. Uh, we are going to spend this money. We are not going to sit on it. So thanks again. Cool. All right. Looking forward to it. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram. States. Oh, yeah. I'm behind on my states. I've been giving shout outs to states. So uh, let's see here. How about North Carolina? I was just. Oh, yeah. There you go. North and South Carolina. St. Lawrence Basilica in Asheville. Asheville. Cool. And a shout out to Emily and Allie, I think. Mother and daughter. Um, there were some other really cool families that I met over there. It came oh, up after you, you, right? And then uh, Father David McCandless, who is the next uh, associate pastor, or whatever, cool. pastor's associate, who's just coming in, and he studied with me in Rome. And he's oh. a great guy. Oh. You're gonna love him. All right, North and South Carolina, keep rocking that uh, Carolina rub. Oh yeah, this and is late night Catholic stuff. Blue Ridge Mountains. Blue Ridge Parkway, beautiful area. Shenandoah River. <laughs> Something. All right, let's get out of here. Peace. Later.